GD Show, the show where two cool dudes bring hot reviews through your ear holes. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my laughing co-host, Dylan Orr. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. Uh, hello, cool dude. Hey. <laughs> I didn't say cool correctly. That's how much I believe it. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen each other. It has been, yes. Uh, yep, seen and talked. Yeah. Hopefully I'll edit these fast enough so there'll be like no time at all for the listener. Sure. Uh, <laughs> what have you been up to in your time other than your house stuff? As far as yeah, media. Yeah. I got my office put back together. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of... I've dove into this Facebook page that grabbed my attention... It's just Facebook targeting me, uh, Japanese girl bands and other music. And um, so I've been listening to a lot of Japanese, like, punk rock and electronic rock, uh, all-female bands. Hmm. Um, Did you see that thing I posted the other day on Facebook? Um, no. You should check it out. It's pretty good. Is it a specific band or music? Uh, Inkya Impulse. I haven't heard of that one yet. It's like, it's from a, an anime called Asobi Asobase. Interesting. I've yeah. never heard of either of them. Oh. Um, yeah, but I've been listening to like a band like Anarchy Stone, Gido Gido Hustler, and there's this one band that is like, uh, they're called Reza Sulin, and they are like, they span multiple media. They are... Uh, they are a band, they are in an anime, they are, they have a mobile game that is quite popular that I downloaded and it took like so much memory on my phone and was <laughs> just a confusing game that I deleted after a day because I didn't want a game on my phone called Bang Dream Girl Party. <laughs> Can't imagine why. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's an anime about, like, six bands or something, and a few of the bands actually have, like, are voiced and by the actual bands, so I've been watching a lot of live shows of that, and just listening to a lot of Japanese punk rock, and weird, I mean, I've never been, um, good with lyrics anyway, so I just like the instrumentals. No, I, I totally get it. Yeah. That's what I've been deep diving deep on, music media-wise. You played anything new? Watched um, anything? Watched anything? Played anything? Nothing. I'm trying to think. I've been re-watching a lot of Umbrella Academy to coincide with it. I've watched it already, but there's another podcast that's doing it episode by episode. So I'm just re-watching alongside that. Uh, playing, I've been playing, oh, I got Killer Queen Black, um, have you ever heard of that game? What is it? Killer Queen Black? Yes. No. It's about, uh, it's about bugs, it's about bees, and, um, but it's a, it started as, like, an arcade game, it was this really rare arcade console, um, it's like an eight-player game where you are, like, these, you're a hive of bees, and you can when it's four versus four one queen leads each team you can either kill the queen to win you can race this little snail across the map to win or you can gather all these berries and put them in your hive to win so it's like 
three paths to victory and it's like this badass like heavy metal soundtrack while you're playing the game and yeah i've been playing that a lot of fire emblem again um that helped this week with my the game we're gonna talk about hmm. yeah um yeah uh, what about you man? i went into i watched a few movies that weren't required so that's a good sign i guess oh really i watched rashomon for the first time it's a very (laughs) famous kurosawa film where it's kind of like a bunch of perspectives uh that watch this um a murder and rape i guess and it's like uh one of them's like a bandit, one of them's a samurai, and one of them's like a lady that was involved, and like the samurai was like killed, so they get like a um, they get a medium to like summon him to tell his story, and it's kind of about um, mm-hmm. the ideas of like justice and perspective and whatnot. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, they have a really they have a sword fight. They have two fights in it. That between the samurai and bandit and i'm like the first one i'm like oh this is like a probably what a real fight would look like because it's like they're like kind of faking each other out and like it's kind of like it's not precise at all like you see like a lot of samurai <laughs> battles then they have a second fight that i is supposed to be like what actually happened or closer to it and they're just like shaking the whole time and they're just like like poking at each other from and like running away when they like after they miss and they're like what is this fight it's probably what a real fight is yeah right it's really more realistic i guess uh i also watched amelie for the first time oh yeah i've never seen it but i liked it it's uh very well filmed it's kind of got that um uh, it's the character wise it's kind of got that a uh, very quirky kind of nature it's all in french so it's you know a specific right. type of thing but i liked it cool. have we um talked about saga on the podcast before have you the read saga? comic yes. i think i mentioned it briefly in one of the episodes yeah i've been reading that as well someone at uh, work has been lending me their volumes nice so. I'm like 12 issues into it right now. Cool. You liking it yeah. now? Uh, yes, it is very um, graphic, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a graphic novel, but yes, there's a lot of nudity, a lot of uh, violence. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. I thought the goat but, guy killed somebody. I, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Then there's like a there's a ghost babysitter who has who's dead and has like organs hanging out all the time. They fought a naked giant. That was pretty gross. Yeah, it's not afraid afraid to go there. She's giving birth in the the first oh. um, like page of the the book, like the first issue. That happens in Amelie too. It's weird. Really? It's probably the second birth I've seen on a thing. Uh, I wonder if they're related. Maybe. It is very uh, Romeo and Juliet esque. Yeah, um, I, I've read a few. I think a few issues here or there. I can't remember like any of it though. The, yeah, there's a lot of lore that I don't understand right now. <laughs> uh, do you want to jump into our first thing? Let's do it. Jojo. <laughs> 
Yes, was there a single German person in this movie? Maybe, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> maybe, like, heritage-wise, like, I don't know what Scarlett Johansson yeah. is, but... I, well, apparently she's Asian. <laughs> she's uh, a ghost in the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought that kid was pretty good. For... But yeah, for playing a, a Nazi enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, Roman Griffin Davis. Yeah. Uh, we watched uh, Jojo Rabbit by uh, Taika Waititi. Have you seen a Taika Waititi film? This is the first thing I've seen. I think he's, has he only done these two? Or this and uh, Thor Ragnarok? Oh, he did uh, What We Do in the Shadows. I haven't seen that. Um, he's, yeah, I haven't seen that either. I would really like to. I heard it's really good. Um, vampire mockumentary starring Jermaine Clement. Oh, yeah, you mentioned it, I think. And uh, I'm sure he's done something else too um but in, he's done a couple of or at least one episode of the mandalorian um yes but yeah he plays a hitler in this movie yeah and i think he plays hitler because he's like uh i was i was trying to think about it but i think uh he was just trying to like take the bullet and be like i have so much faith in this project like I don't want anyone risking their career playing Hitler, so I will play Hitler. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he did a pretty good job as kind of like a weird comedy Hitler. Yeah, not like the real Hitler, but yeah. imaginary friend version of Hitler. Yeah, and he's which is person of color, which is kind of interesting that he played like a German, like Aryan yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you? Did, how much did you know about this movie before uh, um, watching it? I knew. That it was like a satire about Nazi youth, and it, he had an imaginary friend that was Hitler. Um, that's about it. And I think I knew about that they were hiding a German, because I think I saw the trailer. But Yeah, that, I, I knew all but they were hiding a German girl until I watched it, because it was in the description uh, when I went to go watch it. I was like, ah, oh, boo, I wish I didn't know that part. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Uh, I think that they have a weird, like... I wrote like notes on it. Uh, there's like a gear up, like it's like a Batman gear up at the very start, where he's like putting all his stuff on and all his SS uniform. His SS uniform. Yes, and then they yeah the first like shot they reveal it. They've got like the German Beatles singing uh, "I Want to Hold Your Hand," but it's in German, and it's kind of like those old clips of the Beatles arriving in America and like like women screaming, but it's. Like Adolf Hitler doing his stuff. Yeah, I want to ask what you feel about um, this. Not specifically the Hitler stuff. Yeah, let's dig deep into the Holocaust. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, perfect. But uh, place for that. Um, I like uh, about music in taking so like non-current music, like music from the future, I guess, in period pieces. Like, well, the Beatles I had I Want to Hold Your Hand come out by the time this is playing. Well, this happens at the end, too. They play a, a Bowie song. That's true. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've got mixed feelings about it. It really depends. I think for a satire, it's fine where it's like a comedy. I think for something like if this was in Braveheart, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like... <laughs> Like, um, in A Knight's Tale, which we've talked about on here, the first song that they play is We Will Rock You, but they pretend like they're playing it on, like, the trumpets that they have, like, those big, long kind of trumpets 
They have. Yeah. But they're. I guess. I mean, I guess it's a case by case basis at that point. Yeah. I get. I could entertain the argument that it's satire. I understand your thought process behind it, though. Like, it is weird that it is a period piece and they've got. You know, my dad always hated that shit when they'd have, like, you know, a knight's thing and they'd have, like, I don't know, Blake Bowie or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But. I don't know. It, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. It, case by case, they, uh. They have a Nazi summer camp, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. We get introduced to Sam Rockwell and his, uh, like big gallant uniform. Yep. As a disgraced general. Or he got injured, that's right. Yeah. His eye. The girls are only there for breeding, I noticed that <laughs> thing, which I was like, oh boy. There's um like they have this whole indoctrination thing about Jews and books where they're like all burning the books. And you find out like Jojo is very timid and anxious and he's not like the other Nazis. Uh, and he's asked to kill a rabbit, and he refuses to kill it. And they're like, oh, you're like Jojo Rabbit, then we'll call you... Oh, that's a terrible German accent. But, um, <laughs> uh, and then Hitler gives him a pep talk. Uh, then they have a grenade-throwing class, and Jojo blows himself <laughs> up, and he's scarred by the explosion. Yeah, I did not see that coming. That was, uh, when it bounced off the tree, I was just like, oh, I audibly was like, oh, god damn. Yeah. It <laughs> uh, was pretty funny. Uh, Jojo gets a job putting up propaganda. He sees people hanging in the square, so that probably isn't great for kids to see, I guess. Um, no. I mean, he sees much worse later. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he finds a secret room in his mother's bedroom and he finds the Jewish girl hiding there and it's kind of played like like uh, the ring or something where it's like a horror yeah. scene yeah she's gives off well she's, she's very uh, demanding yeah she has also a very domineering vibe domineering. there's a confrontation she blackmails Jojo into letting her stay uh, Hitler jumps out of a window. I can't remember. I just wrote that down. But I don't remember what the context <laughs> of it was. Yeah. Well, there's. That's not the part where he gets blown out of the window, right? There's a part where. He, no, he gets. Yeah, he gets he kicked out of the window later. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's tension between Jojo and his mother because his mother doesn't know that he knows that the girl is there but the girl knows that he's that he knows and she knows that she doesn't know maybe like they're all kind of dancing around it and it's kind of interesting uh there's a swimming class uh he (laughs) he questions the girl about jews and he and he's trying to deprive her of food uh yeah yeah, he's starting to write a book to inform people about the the traits and the dangers of them. Yeah. But the girl's just lying the entire time and telling him fairy tales about like where their horns grow and Yeah. Everything. Uh 
his Scarlett Johansson dresses like a man to reprimand Jojo. That was a weird scene. <laughs> yes, that was weird. You want your daddy, and then she... <laughs> Jojo's asking for his dad, who's potentially a deserter of war. Yeah. I mean, probably, if he's hiding Jews in their house. Uh, but he... Yeah, she smears, like, the charcoal from the fireplace on... Or the soot yeah. on her face. <laughs> like... Into a mustache, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Jojo makes, like, a fake letter to Elsa, is the girl, uh, I guess. Scarlett Johansson can just play anybody, can she? Apparently. <laughs> a man. I mean, she was going to be a transgender person. In, Did in you know what? that? In this? No, in the something else. Wow. And then she got a lot of backlash. I mean, she... I, I saw something, I guess it's Scarlett Johansson podcast, um, <laughs> where she was like, hey, I should be allowed I'll, to play anybody. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of sick of seeing her in stuff, honestly. I Like, there's nothing wrong with her acting, but I think she's average overall. Yeah. And yes. I kind of feel like if she didn't, she's in so much fucking stuff. And I feel like if she just <laughs> took some time away from it, she'd probably be better off as an actress. Like, you need time away from the stuff you're doing, I feel like. And I don't think she's doing that. Yeah, she always just kind of plays the sassy, take no attitude lady. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, right? Well, so there. You should watch. Uh, yeah, well, well, that's the next season. It's the Scarlett Johansson uh, podcast. No, we get you. to watch that uh, Joseph Gordon Levin movie. I can't remember the name of it, but he's. They play like South Jersey people and. They're Guidos, that's what it's called, right? Is that Guidos? offensive? Am I allowed? I mean... Italian? Yeah, it's probably fine. Italian, Jersey, Italian people. I'm not trying to be stereotypical. I'm just referring to Did you ever their location see, um, that Ghost World? Did you ever see that? Ghost World? No. Yeah, yeah she's in that as really young. One of her early movies. Uh, yeah, Jojo writes a fake letter to Elsa. and uh, Is it Niles, the boy, the fiancé? Yeah, I don't know the guy's I think name. so. I can't. I can't remember either. He's fake. Well, on well on both ends, apparently. Yeah, and it really hurts her feelings. And he, they're becoming friends. Uh, Ro- Rosie, that's her name. This Rosie leaves behind a free Germany message. And I remember at some point they talk about falling in love or loving someone, and JoJo's falling in love with his captive. I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like her Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, seriously. Oh, you're not saying yeah. that. Uh, the Gestapo shows up at Rosie's house. Oh, yeah, this scene is where it all like kind of turned for yeah. me. Gets real tense. Like, yeah, and I, at this point I was thinking, man, they are really underusing Sam Rockwell in this movie. But then this scene, yeah. oh, man. He pulls it out. Klasendorf shows up during inspection. This is like also very silly at the very start of it because they're yeah. they hile each other for like <laughs> yeah. way too long. Yeah, there's at least half a dozen people and they all hile each other, so they at least hile each other. Like there's gotta be at least two dozen hiles in there. Yeah. Uh, Elsa High Club poses as JoJo's sister. Yes. Uh, Klasendorf covers dead for sister. her. Yeah, she hands him his papers, or yeah, he wants to see her papers, and she recites name and date of birth. Yeah, but 
wrong. Apparently she got it wrong. Mm-hmm. But Sam Rockwell doesn't say anything because he's a badass. Yeah. Then Jojo finds his mother hanged in the square. Yeah, I didn't... Those shoes. Yeah. Because like, you never see her face, you just see the shoes. Yeah. Um, and she's sense. hanged. But, yeah, it took me a couple seconds to be like, oh, 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 that's who it is. Oh, I, I think I knew right away. I was like, oh, the shoes. Uh, I was like, I oh. Once he's like, oh, oh my god, yeah, shit. <laughs> well, of course, that's what they do. But, I don't know. Yeah. I've seen a lot of movies like this where that's, <laughs> they have like, you know, some type of, they're hiding refugees and then they get caught and they hang the people that are hiding them. Or Like, Enemy at the Gates, they do this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The he, only Holocaust movie I've watched is uh, X Men. Well, yeah, I mean that's something. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, JoJo stabs Elsa. <laughs> then they kind of reconcile because they were, you know, fighting and they kind of grieve together. There's a musical montage uh, with Elsa. The war is closing on the town. There's like a very dark um, child suicide bomber <laughs> where they just like hand a kid a grenade. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, yes, get him. Like, get in line. Yeah. Uh, his little friend, uh, that, Yorkie, is yeah. scripted. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Yorkie, that he is my favorite character. Yeah. This is adorable. Little doughy child. <laughs> like when he drops, at one point he drops an end of a rocket launcher. Yeah. And just like goes off into a building. Yeah. I can't believe he survived. Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, oh, he's dead now. And he was fine. Like at the end of the battle. There's like women and children fighting. And you see kind of like the horrors of war. The town's destroyed. Jojo hides. The army is all decimated. Jojo gets captured with a wounded Klazendorf and Klazendorf kind of like, he's a jewel! Yeah, Take him away he, from me! And he like saves them by like dooming himself, which is honorable. Which Yeah, Sam Rockwell coming through at the end. Yeah. It was probably my favorite scene. Where he just, yeah, he like tells Jojo at the. When he's sitting down with him, he's like, yeah, your mom was a good person. He's like hinting at, like, yeah, I know what she was doing, and it's okay. That's good. So he. Throws himself to the wolves and, yeah, and he's executed almost immediately. Yeah, uh, off-screen execution. Uh, Jojo's just losing everyone. That's why he lies to uh, Elsa yeah. about the Germans winning the war, and she still has to stay hidden with him. Yeah, uh, Jojo. Yeah, he lies to Elsa, trying to keep her there, and he's like reading this very sad picture book. Of like, and there's like a rabbit locked up in like a big bird cage. Yeah, yeah, which is like, uh, like I get it. Like, I don't need, you don't need to beat me over that. You know? yeah. but, uh, he confesses that she. Oh, Nathan, I had it written down here. He improvises a, lo- a letter from Nathan and says he confesses to her, saying he loves her. She says she loves him like a brother. Uh. Mind Hitler interrupts him, interrupts his change of heart. He kicks him out the window. They leave. Uh, Elsa sees Germany lost. She slaps him across the face, and they dance in the street like they wanted to. And it plays yeah. a German version of 
We can be heroes by yes. David Bowie. Yeah, book ending within <laughs> that thing we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they get out and they dance like they were supposed to. Like they, Elsa said she would, that was the first thing she'd do when she was free. Yeah. And they're just kind of awkwardly standing there when David Bowie kicks in. Yeah. Apparently it's non, non-digetic. Non-digetic. Digetic. The background. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember. They were talking about it. I'm re-listening also to, uh, in Voorhees We Trust. And they were talking well, about the, the new one is out, you know. I know, they but I, I'm, I'm listening to the whole time. Okay, fine. <laughs> I know, because I I might be rewatch. I'm watching the movies alongside. Gotcha. Yeah, the new one is about Freddy Krueger. Yeah, not a big fan of Krueger. Not a big fan of horror in general, though. Yeah. Well, it's a fun podcast. I, you know, I haven't watched yeah. any of them with them. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It, you know, it, it's it's a mixed bag. It is definitely a dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I liked it, too. Um, uh, it didn't disappoint. Um, yeah, it took that kind of... That Gestapo scene was kind of a hard turn into, like, all right, we're getting seriouser now. And then, you know, Scarlett Johansson dying. So... That was pretty serious. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it a, a G. I'd go for it. I liked it. Yeah, same. If you haven't I, seen I, it yet. Even though we spoiled it for you, you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The irony of this podcast. You knew it was coming. Yes. Yeah. So, what? after that, we can move into what we watch for TV. Wait a second. Dylan, I've, I've got weird news for you. I don't know if you know oh, this. Okay. But quizzes what? are weird, man. <laughs> I have a quiz for you. We haven't done one okay. in a while. We haven't, no. no. This is your favorite type of quiz. This is a quizzes are fucking weird type quiz. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where it's all about hentai and shit. Great. Yep. I went to various uh, sites doing research about research. <laughs> yeah, research. research okay. uh, about uh, various Rule Thirty Four. Uh, I oh found there's God. a. Uh, I don't have a time from that one. I have some from a <laughs> Dojinshi site, and there's a massive catalog of the um, 2019 top Pornhub searches, featuring various. Okay. Uh, Basically focusing on cartoons and video games and whatnot. Okay. So, this is first one is uh, Rule 34. Who are the top three cartoon characters? Um, jeez. Top three. Uh, Marge Simpson. Okay. Uh, um, Lois Griffin. Mm-hmm. And... Just like cartoons, is it TV the, cartoons? Uh, yeah, or? I'm thinking oh, TV okay. cartoons, okay, not okay. Uh, not anime though. So if that helps you. Okay, okay, that does help a little. Okay, so we got Marge and Lois. Um, hmm. Uh, what's God damn it? Um, hmm. 
trying to think of Adult Swim shows, maybe. If it, I, I guess I'll just... Okay. If it helps you out, uh, two of them are from the same series. Okay, then, uh, then Lisa Simpson. Uh, you were... You got two out of three. Okay. <laughs> Number one is Meg Griffin. Meg, Meg Griffin? Yep. Huh. Yeah, really? they, they like drawing her real thick, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Uh, we'll take that, and no. all the Griffins who ever made fun of her. Yeah. She's the number one. Yeah, number two, Lisa Simpson, of course. Yes. Um, if it makes you feel any better, uh, they were mostly adult Lisa. Yes, that does make me feel better. Yeah. No. Number three, Marge that. Simpson. So, they like drawing her thick, too. Mm-hmm. They like drawing the mom characters real thick, I've noticed. <laughs> um, this is the... This is the other uh, Rule 34 one. This is less fun. Uh, the top three oh, the top three tags of Rule 34. Oh, uh, God. You know, um, like the whatever you kind of want to search out here and look, you're looking for. Yes. Yeah. Um, God. Uh, <laughs> uh, tentacles. Mm-hmm. Mm, um... God, um, descriptors. Uh, I mean, if it's, uh, <laughs> um, Bukaki. Okay. <laughs> and, um, lesbian. Okay, uh, I'll just name them because th- those are wrong. But, um, okay. yeah, they, they aren't fun. Futanari. Look them up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Number two, uh, rape. So that's fun. Gross. Yep. Uh, number three, just gay. Just gay is number three. Just gay. Just gay. gay. Alright, well, you know, whatever. There's a whole category for that. Sure. Um, <laughs> you need to tag it. This one is the top three anime characters from anime that we have done. So it's not okay. because the number one was not someone who you would know. Or someone who I would know. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. Uh, it helps you out. Number me. one is a man. <laughs> oh. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Light Yagami. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Uh, uh, a Death Note guy. All right. I'll just have you name all three of them, then I'll let you know. I'll, yeah. I will let you know that two of them are from the same anime. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Well, that takes. Well. I'll, I'll give you this it? too. Um. That one is not correct. Uh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'll give you another guess for it. All right. One's a man. Okay. Uh, All Might from My Hero Academia. Yeah. Okay. I guess for the man, and then two, uh, the other two are all the, set up too. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'll go with uh, Mikasa. Is that her name from Attack on Titan? Mm-hmm. And um, the 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 the. Hans, what the Hanjay. Uh, the one with the glass. Hanjay, yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, this is so it, it's weird because I had to like kind of go through it and see what the ones that yeah. we've done because I'm like I don't know if Dylan will note certain things because number one right. was like a character named producer of the actual list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number one for what we did Kirito from Sword Art Online. Oh, okay. Number two. Who's that? Is that the main? The character? main guy. Yeah. 
how everyone's in love with him. So that, that was Number thing. two, his sister is was in love with him. Asuna, who is the girl from Sword Art Online, not okay. not surprisingly. Number three is weirdly uh, Akemi from Puella Magi Madoka Magica. I'm like, is she the main character? No, she's like the dark-haired girl, like the goth girl. Oh, yeah. Huh. I don't remember her very well. Yeah. She's, like, the the aggro one that, like, kind of confronts right. her. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I think... Guess I guess I just it. don't remember how she looks. Yeah. God. I mean, it... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, most of those I blocked out of my mind. I guess that's why people watch them. <laughs> the hot people. Yeah. Uh, okay, these are from Pornhub. Uh, the top three video games, not characters. Okay, Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um... Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. trying to cast, because these have a large cast of characters. And, that's my thought process. Um, <laughs> that's my thought process, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and one more. Hmm. Uh, oh, what's a fighting game? Um, uh I mean, dead or alive games already are like pretty much the jiggle physics are <laughs> borderline porn already. That's true. Uh, mm, um, I, I guess I'll go with well, we'll go with the we'll go with uh, Legend really of Zelda. Uh, yeah. So the top three are Overwatch. So you got yeah. that one. Uh, Fortnite, weirdly. Because they're oh, kind okay. of like they're nondescript, so I don't know why you'd be interested. Yeah, I know they're pretty customizable. Yeah, and number three is Pokemon. Poke weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now the top three. Uh, let's go top three cartoons, not characters. Um, cartoons. Does it include anime? No. Do we already do anime? We do anime characters. Yep. Top three cartoons, not characters. Um, God. Uh, My Little Pony. Um, I'm going to say Looney Tunes, specifically for Lola Bunny. I know that's like, that was a big thing, yeah. 90s kids. And so, I will say that just because it's cartoons, it isn't necessarily like, you know, kids' cartoons. It, you know. Yes, I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> just... So it could be like Archer. That's not one of them, but it could be ah, something like that. Hmm. Um. Oh, uh, Venture Brothers. Okay, I'll name them. Uh, number one, Team Titans. Oh, okay. Number two, Family Guy. Okay. Yeah. Number three, Simpsons, of course. All right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't. They didn't want to go to the well again, but yeah. they were there. Yeah. Uh, last one, thank God. <laughs> um, <laughs> top three video game characters. Um, top three, okay, characters specifically. Uh, we're going. It's what are any men? No, I guess. all women. All women. Okay. All women. Uh, we'll go. Um. Princess Zelda, Princess Peach, and um, Div. No, not Diva. 
That is one of them, so I'll give you that one. Okay. Yeah. Diva. Yeah. Uh, Tracer is usually the more popular one, surprisingly, but at this time it was Diva. Um, uh, number one, Zelda, so you got that. Number two, uh-huh. Laura Croft, of course. Oh, doy. Yeah. Number three, Diva. Uh, I know Tr- Tracer and the other one, the sniper lady. Widow, Widowmaker. Widowmaker. She's yeah. popular a lot, too. Yeah. So that has been another rousing edition of, <laughs> yes. of Quizzes Are Fucking Weird. You can yes. all thank me later, I'm sure. Uh, Tell us in the comments. Yeah, our non-existent. We got a couple from. Or Caleb. you know, ask your family some of these questions. See if they get any of the answers. Sure. Dylan, I've got another important question for you. <laughs> can you hear my? Can you hear my? Can you hear my tears? They won't dry. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I did. Um, I did. I think I may have had real tears during watching this show. Uh, we watched Carol on Tuesday by uh, Shinichiro Watanabe. There you go. Yeah. So now you did um, Cowboy Bebop uh, and uh, yeah, Cowboy, Samurai, Samurai Shampoo. Yep. Space Dandy. Yes. My thir- first thought while watching this was like, whoa, they're on Mars. Yeah. I did not know that about this yeah, show. Who knew? Yeah, they live in Mar are on Mars in the future in like terraformed cities and there's this big central city that uh it's Tuesday runs away to yeah. from her rich it, like uptight family. This is a weird question. If you had guessed what which one was which, would you have guessed the opposite? I would have guessed the opposite, yeah. Isn't that... Carol seems like a more proper name. Well, isn't that like a weird, like, racial thing that we... I did it too. Oh, is it? But it, um, I felt like, oh, well, this one's probably got, like, a nickname. Uh, I guess... I don't want to... I, I hope it's not a racial thing. I, that's I how I of thought it. of she it was like, uh, immediately. I was she's... Like, I figured she was more of this... I knew she was more of the street tough, and she, um... So I just figured that's her nickname was Tuesday. Like, it wasn't an actual name. Yeah. But, what? Is it her actual name? I think so. I know she was an orphan. She So I don't know if it's her yeah, birth name. Carol. Yeah, I don't know. It could be what they named her at the orphanage, like me. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're, so yeah, they're in Mars, and Tuesday's running away to the city to become a musician. A shindy lumper. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, and each, like, um... Each episode is named after... How long did it take you to figure episode. that out? It took me a while. Uh, probably just episode two, I think. Okay. I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> well, yeah, then they have, like, in between, like, the commercial the commercial yeah. break. Or they, um, they have the record. I figured it at that point. Mm. Did you watch it in English? I did. Okay. Yes. I watched it in did Japanese, you? and the songs are in English. That's interesting. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That's because we watched what was that uh, the zombie uh, girl show yeah. where they were musicians. That I watched the English one, but the songs were in Japanese. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, what did you think of the music? Um, I think they play this one loneliest girl, and they play that laundry one. Um, I think in episode yeah. three. Um, 
I really like this first song. I actually went on YouTube and they've got like a full version of it that you can find. They've got actually all the songs there that you can find. Um, cool. I really like this one. Um, the Launder one was okay. Uh, I don't know. I thought the animation was good. Um, something I've always noticed with anime and um, kind of lip movement, it, preci- like precise lip movement, they've never nailed down. And I don't know why they went for that. Like, because I'm like, it's not going to be exact. Like, they're trying to like match this like, oh, ooh, ah, like kind of oh, yeah. movements. And I'm like, why are you doing this? It's so such a weird thing. Yeah, I thought uh, the show had me like empathizing with the characters a lot. Somehow, I don't know, just the way it was shot. Just uh, like the first jam session that Carol and Tuesday have together is very wholesome. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. They're writing the song, and like, and then later in the last episode, at the end, they go up on the rooftop and it's like super well like beautifully lit and everything and just, you're supposed like uh tuesday's feeling awe at this point because she's never been like a night in the city before and uh, i just i felt that too i was like wow look at that looks so nice did you only watch these three episodes i did but spoiler for the rating i will i would like to go back to it and finish it off yeah same two seasons um i kind of feel like uh this is the type of thing i'd probably watch in the background like have it on like i I feel like the story i'm kind of like eh, like it's fine but i I don't know i because the studio also made all this stuff that's like super action oriented uh, i kind of have something to compare it to but it it's very it's a different thing it's very chill but I don't know. I wasn't yeah. super into it as much as something like Space Dandy, which is like kind of bombastic and crazy. Right. Yeah, it's not as uh, attention grabbing, it's more character driven. Um, but uh, I, my, my like last thought watching it was just like, ah, oh, I hope they, these two never fight. They're always friends forever. <laughs> like, I hope there's never an episode where they have a disagreement because that would make me feel bad. I mean, it. Structurally, of the story, it's definitely. I know. I know. I wouldn't want it to. I thought at the end of season one, they're going to break up and then have to find each other again in season two. Uh, I haven't really figured out where the other Angela character really belongs yet. Oh, yeah. There's. She's kind of like. like, Influencer. Is she like the rival, kind of? Because she's going through the process of. Like, Carol and Tuesday are. You know, they get a manager and. Who, and they have like um, I don't know that other kid who is helping them somehow. Yeah. Um, but they got like they're doing it the old school way, you know, grassroots advertising. Uh, and then there's the yeah the other girl who's working with a guy who makes AI constructed music. Yeah. And he's never worked with a human before, so he's. But she wants she's done like acting and everything, so yeah, she wants to be a musician now. She's only got to train with the best, so she's training with this guy who makes AI music. Yeah, I kind of feel like either she's the rival or she'll join them somehow. I feel like um, it, there is a reference early on. It kind of has this thing where it's like this led to the the seven seconds of in, of heavenly light or something like that that they kind of preface at the very 
start the first episode, which you're like, what? That is, that's intriguing. What's this? Yeah. It's like a Bill and Ted excellent adventure type thing. Yeah. Their music's going to save the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like them going into the uh, big uh, concert hall kind of thing and singing. You know. oh, yeah, the gorilla performance. Yeah. yeah, it's that viral marketing they get even in the future on Mars. Yeah. Get those tweets. And they get deal with that guy, Ertigun, who's like a dead mouse kind of guy <laughs> or something. Like a shitty GJ type guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's and he's super like I don't know. He thinks he's like a prophet yeah. or something. And he, and he like me too's them when they when Carol and Tuesday come to pitch him their music. Yeah, he pulls uh what's his face? Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. 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 Comes to the door in a towel. Yeah. Doing push ups. Yeah. yeah. Pretty gross, dude. Yeah. I wonder if he'll be back. Probably. Yeah. Spark some conflict. Yeah. Maybe they'll have to tour together. Yeah. Gross. I could see something like that happen. Yeah, well, maybe I will see something like that happen. Because yeah. I will give it a G, and I'm going to keep going for it. Yeah, same. I think I'll I'll probably finish it at some point. I've been watching a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that we didn't talk about, <laughs> I guess. but that's fine. New basketball anime, a running a anime. A new one. Oh, yeah. Man. A running anime that I just finished. About, uh, How many different ways can you run? Um, this is one about a very long distance running where it's like the youth, okay. it's a team of five and they have to do 100 kilometers, I think it is. Do they run through like mountains and stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's cool. Over the course ones. of multiple days. Okay. It's, I'm interested now. Yeah, it's like a relay. It's it's interesting. It's called Run of the Wind. I liked it. How many episodes is it? Thirteen. Oh, it's just over a couple, few days. That's cool. Yeah. yeah just stretch it out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, G on this one. I, I, the animation is good, but I don't know. I I when I think of like all the other stuff, I'm like, oh, it's a different thing. But I I don't know. I like a slice of life, and the music is good. Yeah. That's a music anime. Uh, speaking of music. <laughs> yeah. We can get into this album we listened to. The Lion's Roar by First Aid Kit. The first album in 2012. A Swedish duo, I learned. Yep. Have, so, do you, have you listened? I'm assuming you've listened to this before yes um did you i sent some you something i think on uh facebook that was them singing they have a song called emmylou and they sing it for emmylou harris oh okay yeah no this was this is my introduction to them okay. i've never heard them before how long have you been listening to them? Um, I've known of them for a little while. Like I think I've talked about like they've got a very Fleet Foxes vibe, but they're two ladies instead of a dude or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, folky, uh, yes, very kind of chill. A lot of kind of bittersweet love songs, and mm-hmm. none of it's really you know upbeat. I guess. I, I mean, it's not, you know, uh, not, I wouldn't say not upbeat, but like up tempo, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I think it's, More. this album is, um, like, bookended by two 
up-tempo songs yeah the the meat of it's mostly yeah Yeah, it's mostly uh more contemplative yes uh yeah it reminded me of um of monsters and men Hmm. i don't know if you've listened to them maybe but uh yeah the uh, the first song super powerful voice opening Uh, what's this woman's name um while you're looking it up, let me tell you this. Uh, yes. Dylan, in the Buddhist tradition, the word sukha is used to describe the deepest type of happiness that is independent and in what is happening. And it has to do with a kind of faith, a kind of trust that our heart can be with whatever comes our way. It gives us a confidence that is sometimes described as the lion's roar. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So that's what this is about. Yes, oh, they covered a Fleet Foxes song. Yeah. That's how they got popular. Oh, and their sisters, Joanna and Clara Soderberg. Yep. I don't know which one is the lead singer, but she's got some powerful pipes there, which I really like. If you listen to any of our episodes. Oh, Jesus. If you listen to any of our other episodes, you know I like female vocalists um and yeah just at the beginning she's she's belting it out and i i i prefer the songs where they are not duetting where she is able to kind of flex her range more because one is just a singer and one is the singer and guitarist right yes um did you have a favorite song or least favorite song Probably the Lion's Roar, the title track, um, is my favorite song. Yeah, uh, I think three in the hearts of men. Yeah, um, it's very angsty. Yeah, and that was kind of the one where I noticed uh, where they were duetting, and she was, it was just more quieter. She didn't have her. Um, she was able to kind of use her range, like I said. Um. What I found a way was kind of grab my attention again. Um, it was really moody, and John, I could flex again. Uh, uh, New Year's Eve, I was wondering, is this song just played on an auto harp? It sounds a lot like an auto harp, not a guitar. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how <laughs> the only one I really remember, I think, are the first two. Uh, and kind of the last one, just because it's very different compared to the others. Yeah, there's a dude singing in yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, Connor Oberst, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, what? Why is there a guy singing in this? And yeah, the, the I do like the the last track, too. Uh, King of the World. Yeah. Um, it's, it starts out kind of like a long, rambly story, and it's not really... I mean, it is a song, but it's not really rhyming, or there's no really chorus for a while. It and seems then... like more like a like an improv game to me, like yeah, something yeah. the way it's written. Yeah, I I could see that. And then yeah, there's there's some horns, and then <laughs> I, I like exclamation points, like a guy singing. Now. Yeah, <laughs> gonna pull that on me in the last track. And I guess I guess the Japanese album got a lot more tracks or at least two tracks oh one's just live 
Uh, have you listened to how many other albums do they have? Um, they've got quite a few. They're on Spotify. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I like them. I, I've really only listened to this one, but uh, I I would listen to more. I just don't listen to a ton of music, honestly. My off time, or I listen to the same few things over and over again. I'm very progressive with my music taste. <laughs> Yeah, I guess if you listen to new music every day, it helps prevent dementia. So really, that's what I heard. Uh, yeah, better start that's doing what an that. old lady who told me uh, who listened to Black Eyed Peas, and I was like, "Well, you should listen to something better." <laughs> at least. Yeah. But yeah, this is a G. I know I recommended it. This is one of the ones that I'm just like, yeah, it's it's good. It's very chill and easy. Yeah, I give it a G too. Um, I would, yeah. It's. I can't say anything bad about it, really. If you like folk music, listen to it. Yeah. Oh. That's a command. Yeah. Uh, now chew on this. Yeah. Chew on this, John Lehman. And Rob Guillory. Uh, <laughs> Taster's Choice. Uh, the first volume of Chew by John Lehman and, John Gil- and Rob Guillory. Image Comics. I've talked about this before. Now we're reading it. Yes, we are. Uh, <laughs> Tony Chu, a sibopath. A man that gets, what do they say? Someone who gets psychic history of whatever he eats, except it doesn't work on beets. And I hate beets. Do you like beets? Um, not a huge fan. Borscht ruined beets yeah. for me. Is that because of the Rugrats episode? Uh, no, because I drank it oh. <laughs> once. But yeah, Doug was like all about promoting beats, and then, you know, they didn't really, they didn't tell you the truth about it. They told you they were a cool rock and roll band. Yeah. They told you, they, there was a, uh, what was the restaurant they went to in Doug? Uh, it sold like beat burgers or whatever. Uh, Honker Burger. Is that it? Okay. I would have remembered that. Yeah. Yeah, the Honker Burger. <laughs> Everybody honked in that show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the first scene of this is a person that you don't know. They cut their finger and they bleed into some soup. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and you find out that there's this buddy cop duo. One's like a straight lace guy and one's like the wild card. And they're uh, kind of doing a, a stakeout of, of this place that where you find out chicken is illegal. Yes, it's been outlawed since the avian flu. Is it conspiracy? Is it real? Who knows? Yeah. Did you find some record this in the middle of a pandemic? Yeah, I was <laughs> highly politicized. Pandemic. I was thinking this. I was like, this is really weird that this is <laughs> like. God, uh, kind of following a certain path. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You watch. I. I mean, I've watched some shows recently from the. I watched a Star Trek episode. It was all about like quarantine. I was like, this isn't what I want to watch right yeah. now. Yeah. I totally forgot about this. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> when I was like reading it. <laughs> uh, they're following this smuggler named D Bear, or yeah, and they see uh, Tony's brother is smuggling j- chicken, and he was like a. Uh, a famous TV chef who was trying to like cook with other stuff and he kind of lost it on on air. Yeah. 
Yeah, he starts spouting out about the conspiracy to withhold chicken. Uh, yeah. And they go in, they're like, trying to follow this guy in there, and they're like, uh, hey, can I get the soup? And Tony eats the soup, then he sees a bunch of crazy stuff in this crazy kind of layout of, uh, like, bodies and, like, gnashing teeth and, like, blood and all this weird stuff. That because it comes in through it's like a psychic vision, and he sees like that whoever cut their finger from the first scene is like a serial killer who like killed all these people in this awful way. Yes, pretty crazy. Oh yeah, and he. Oh yeah, he chases him down. Yep. right in the alley, and then he needs to get more information from him, so he starts eating him. like, <laughs> yeah, eating his neck. Yeah. Does the guy kill himself to get away from the crime? Is that what he does? Yeah, the guy's like, you're not taking me alive. I know what the thing yeah. is. And then he kills himself. He's like, I'm getting that information. Yes. And then, yeah. which he does. Yep. Um, um, then, like, the, then as any, <laughs> any good precinct yeah. does, he is... Is he fired from the force? No. And then, no, the he gets picked up by the FDA. Yeah. Okay. This guy, Mason Savoy, who is... Also a sipopath. Yes. There's only three in the world, right? Yep. There's one other guy in Russia. Yep, who's maybe a vampire. <laughs> I think they were oh, one. I see him now on the character list, yeah. actually. I didn't get to that part. Yeah. How many issues did you read? Five. Okay, you read all the, the whole thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, they kind of introduce more and more powers, like these kind of interesting offbeat powers, like... You almost immediately meet uh, Amanda Amelia Mintz, who's a yeah. Sabo Scrivener. Oh yeah, who, she, she can write stuff really well, and when people like read it, it's like they're actually eating it. And she eats really bad food, apparently, and people just constantly throw up from whatever they're eating. Yes. Yeah. And yes, Tony Chu falls in love. Yep. With this lady. I mean, is there like two complementary pieces where she can write it and he can just taste it without actually having to eat it? Yeah. Ah, what a harmonious relationship that would be. Yeah. Go for it, Tony. Uh, did you like the art in this? I did. Um, it's pretty like boxy, kind of. Um, it's different, yeah. which I like. I think it has like a lot of character to it. Like, yeah. like it has a very like kind of specific style. Um, it does have this whole kind of mystery box air to it, where you're like, "What's going on?" They unveil that. I think that they show the thing that that weird guy has inside his box, where he's trying to get like somebody's attention early on. He's like, "I found this weird fruit or something." Oh yeah. Did they ever show what's in there? No, I still don't know what that's about. Yeah. Uh, they have that, like, weird writing in the sky that they keep showing and kind of like, what is going on? Yeah, they infiltrate some Russian, like, uh, telescope place. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. Well, they're obviously spending grant money, but then there's something darker going on with these Russian prostitutes that were hired. Yeah. That were also being hitmen and 
and they start just mowing everyone down. Uh, Mason totally understands Russian is able to like communicate with them and doesn't translate it. So we don't know what's happening, but we know it's like kind of like off a little bit and it's kind of giving clues into what's coming soon. Oh, is he the Russian? Is he the third Russian Sibopath? Who, uh, Mason? So, yeah. No. It's, uh, it's a character I don't have to spoil it, but okay. they haven't introduced yet. Okay. Yeah. Because I know. Savoy's not who he seems. Yeah, he, uh, in the next scene, uh, Tony, like, some guy shoots, uh, he tries to shoot Tony, Savoy jumps in the way, and he gets, like, some of Savoy's blood in his mouth, apparently. And he's like, he's like, I saw something weird. And then he, like, tries to track down what it was, and he find he, like, eats part of a dead dog <laughs> to, like, find out the information. Yes. He eats a lot of gross shit in this comic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that was the grossest one so far. Doesn't he eat... Well, I mean, people were pretty gross. He eats part of that, like, gross finger. Oh, yeah, that's right. He had to eat the finger, too. Yeah, and that was a test. Yeah. Because they already even had the information. I think he has to eat shit at some point. Oh, gross. Yeah. (laughs) Not, like, falling down, (laughs) like, in a practically hilarious manner. No, like, eat shit, like, eat defecation. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. And they have this caption that's like, "So only one thing can happen." He tries to arrest Mason. Mason gets away uh, by and he tears off Tony's ear and is like kind of like a uh, I don't know, is a hostage basically. And they're like, "Well, only one thing can happen. Only one can survive." And the one who survives has to eat the other one. Has to feast on their flesh, as they say. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would give... My my rating on this one is a G, but uh, definitely with an asterisk. <laughs> it is uh, quite grotesque. Yeah. Uh, if you have a weak stomach, do not read. Maybe stick with iZombie. Yeah. The show. I'm not sure how graphic the, the comic is. Would you uh, continue reading this? Yeah, yeah, because I went. Um, yeah, I, there's the other volume on there too. I think. Yeah, I think I purchased the first two. I think that there are like eight, maybe eight volumes. <laughs> Quite a few. Wow. Yeah, and I don't think I've. Um, I will say I've never finished the series. At some point, I just kind of fell off. Right. But I think I around volume four. Which I think it's called Flambe, and it gets really weird. Like, there's this weird, like, cockfighting ring, <laughs> like, where there's, like, this, like, super chicken that has, like, spurs on it and shit. It's weird. weird. Yeah. They introduce more yeah, poems. Yeah, I guess they've tried to get it on TV a couple times, and it's just yeah. never gone anywhere. I've heard that, um, I think I heard Paul Shear saying, like, oh, I think I'm gonna be in it, or something. <laughs> or like Jason Cho is that the guy's name I can't remember I don't know well 
Anyway. Yeah. Uh, into the breach. Yeah, let's get into the breach. A game by Subset Games. Yes, they also made FTL, which is a popular game that I've never played. I haven't played it either. What does it stand for? Something faster than light. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is uh, like a tactics turn-based strategy game um we pilot three mechs around and try to protect the city and you're like kind of on an isometric grid and these bug buggy monsters called the vec are attacking the city and trying to eliminate them or outlast them like a few turns um it's, uh, I enjoyed this game, I'd say, um, but I think a lot of my influences definitely come from Fire Emblem. I never liked tactics games or ever played, like, any tactics games, really, before I started playing Fire Emblem. I guess I played that Mario Rapids game, but I never beat that, so I didn't stick with it, but, um, but, uh, this, I mean, that's pretty solid gameplay. I like that it's not super all about combat, it's kind of a puzzle game too because you can damage and move the enemy spaces so you can move them like to attack each other or smash into like terrain to harm them so I thought that element was pretty cool yeah. about it um did you how far did you get I beat the first island yeah so I didn't get any I don't know how you get you can get like new teams of mechs I think I just had the, like, default team. Yeah. I got to a point where I could, like, hire new pilots and stuff to put in there and upgrade it, but and there was, like, a list at the beginning of all, like, the different teams of mechs, and I, I don't know how to access those yet. I think once you... I thought once you beat the first island that they give you some points that you can use later on to, to unlock the new ones. Yeah, maybe I could have used... I spent them all on other oh. things for my, my current... Uh, the first thing I did was like, yeah, new mechs. I want to see all the other ones. Oh, yes. Yeah, I didn't do that. I was like, oh, let's get this guy a freaking sword and we'll power up the grid a little bit, give ourselves a little extra time. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I, I just found it like, I don't know, frustrating like every game like this that I'm like, I'm not particularly <laughs> good at immediately. Uh, yeah, I pick it up, well, uh, this one has, like, a pretty generous, like, undo feature, where it's like, okay, that didn't work, I can go back a couple turns and, like, fix this. So, yeah. I, I, I utilize that a lot. But it, the plot is kind of, well, it's... It's kind of... It's all about, like, saving... <laughs> yeah, but it's weird, like, you're saving the corporations, or protecting these corporate headquarters, I'm like, what are you talking... It's all, like, a game about, like, capitalism, I feel. There's some sort of, like... I don't know if it's subtle, but I don't know. Well... There's something weird to do with capitalism in it. I mean, I think you're, like, a mercenary, right? So I, I kind of get yeah. it, where you're just like, I'll take the job, whatever it is. Okay. I, I thought we would be government-issued, but if we're mercenaries, that makes more sense, then. That's why you're flying around all these... They're all, like... These islands are all, like, corporate headquarters and stuff. Yeah. 
I do like all the kind of like the terrain stuff where it's like this place is lightning, so you can push them into the lightning, or this place is water, so you can push like the yeah. land things into the water and they die. Oh yeah, or like this area is going to be air bombed next turn, so you can you got to get out of the way, but you know push anyone under there, they'll die instantly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I mean it was free on Epic Games, I think this is the most. Uh, I've liked a game we've played for this format of the podcast, probably. Yeah. The most I've enjoyed out of any of them. Yeah. Considering, I think it was the last one you really hated. Uh, probably. Godstriker. Oh, yeah. Godstriker. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I played it with the controller, I'd like it more, but no. Did not like that one. Yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah, I like this one. I'll probably continue playing it. Because um, I have it now. I was even... I was, I was reading... When I was looking at notes on it, I was like, oh yeah, it's for the Switch. Maybe I'll buy it for the Switch. And I was like, I have it. Yeah. I have it already. <laughs> I, I kind of get that. Sometimes I have stuff on my computer that I'm just like, I kind of wish I could play this on my main TV. <laughs> It'd be easier. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the Switch, like I, I can play it anywhere. It's true. Anywhere I want. Oh. Uh, uh. Yeah. But yeah, as far as like music and art go, I wouldn't say there's anything like hugely that sticks out yeah. to me. Um, it wasn't bad, but I think the gameplay was just pretty solid. Yeah, it's solid gameplay. Um, I don't even really remember the music, but I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't yeah. like offensive or, you know, didn't blow <laughs> me away. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, a G from me, from G. G for G. Alright. And we also have... I did it. I did it, finally, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a continuation of this animation. Yeah. Here, here it is. Um, Watamote. Yeah. A return to... No matter... No matter how I look at it, it's you guys' fault. I'm not popular. Uh, I wish I wrote down which episode we talked about this in before, but this was in a previous anime. I watched the first three episodes of this show. Um, it's a slice of life anime. Oh, genre cringe comedy. I didn't know if that, <laughs> I didn't know that was such a thing, oh, but I, I definitely have in my notes cringy a couple times because I watched I think five more episodes of this. I was trying to finish it off, but. Yeah, at least half, almost half the series in. Um, but I, so if you didn't listen to the last anime, maybe go back and listen to it. But I, I was a big fan of this show. I love this show. It's about a socially awkward girl, uh, Tomiko, who is in her first year of high school and she doesn't have any friends. She doesn't have a boyfriend. She's having a pretty, uh, wild sexual awakening, I'd say. Um, her, a lot of her goals are erotically charged in this past episode. The first, the f- episode four, my first return to this, um, was all about her erotic. desire. Yeah. Trying to have erotic dreams and then, um, eventually trying to get groped on the subway and trying to be sexually harassed and molested by men. It's a very odd thing to return to. <laughs> kind of just like, why did I like this so much? Yeah. It's still funny. It's still hilarious, but it's also like, that's really gross. And I, 
<laughs> I was taking notes in like real time. I so I wrote it's all out of desire to be sexually harassed. I hope she learns a lesson. She did when she her badge got hit by something on the subway. Um, cause she in context out of context it makes no sense. But uh, yeah, she is just really trying to get groped on the subway, and eventually uh, some girl hits her with her nagi nada, her like training staff, and actually like punt punts her and um she is uh <laughs> it puts her in a lot of pain and i was like you deserve that you deserve that to be like harvey weinstein yeah it's, it's gross <laughs> but it's like this five minute scene where she's like someone hit me in the garage yeah it's a yeah it's a long scene and then you she realizes it and it's just like oh boy like it's like super <laughs> embarrassing i'm just like ugh. <laughs> she, I, she runs out of the subway I have a packed subway and yells, yeah. the molester's behind me yeah when you don't know what's happening you're like kind of distressed for her but like when you see it you're like oh shit like it's yeah. this is like it's like yeah I thought it was um I remembered it being like the back the like the underside of like an umbrella that like curves up like the hook kind of part I thought it was yeah, that, but, yeah. <laughs> It they it looks like that when she's first wondering like what is this but the, yeah, yeah. It ends up being this girl with their her staff but yeah I I slapped my face a lot in this like just being like oh there's so many like oof like slap my yeah. forehead moments in this like God this girl is a mess and um, but so was I when I was that age so. is this it's the same episode where she's buying underwear. Or is that five? I believe that's the... I think that's five. Okay. That's the next episode, yeah. which was also super cringy. She is um, still trying to attract boys. She notices that other girls in her class, uh, you can see their underwear through their shirt. She's like, I gotta buy some sexy underwear. She uh, enlists the help of her friend, Yu-Chan, or her old... Well, she's still her friend, but they were friends in middle school, and now they're attending different schools, so... But... She asks you, Chan, to go. Well, first she calls her up and she goes, What kind of panties are you wearing? Yeah. It's just like, What the hell? <laughs> and then they go, she takes her shopping. Because um, you, Chan's just very patient and very nice, but she's obviously developing faster as they have animated her to look. Um, she's dressing more, um, like she says, girls in her school. Thigh highs are all the rage, so they're all wearing thigh highs and short skirts. Yeah. Which takes her to a Victoria's Secret-esque store where everything smells like peaches. And, um, there's one part where... She's kind of, like, ogling her at some point. She's like, if I was a guy, yes. I'd be super hard. Or something <laughs> yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. She's thinking to herself when she's ogling Yu Chan, and at that point, I'm like, is is she like bisexual and she hasn't realized it yet? Is that going to be like the finale of this, or is she going to realize it over time? I didn't touch upon it again yet, um, but yeah, she's yeah, she's like fantasizing about her, and then Yu Chan comes up and starts talking to her, and Tomoko finishes her line like vocally her like thought she accidentally vocalizes it and because she says something about having a boner yeah <laughs> it's like what the fuck right they just stand there <laughs> but 
I mean, she comes back with the panties eventually. She comes home with the panties, so eventually, so it was obviously successful at some point. Um, I think in the couple episodes I watched after that, they never hung out again. They there's kind of a sad ditching at one point. So I, man, <laughs> that boner line might have really been a boner for yeah. her. Yeah. Is this in five? Did they do the thing where it's like? The, the visual novel and, like, the hand massager thing. Yes, I think that is the end of five. Where, like, her, yes. her dad comes in, she's, like, listening to what sounds to be, like, erotic stuff, and she's, like, dropped, she's, like, falling asleep with, like, a hand massager, like, in her lap, and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and the dad is, he's a, he's a cool dad, and he just picks her up and puts her in bed. Yeah. Uh, good, good man, and they, they don't seem to speak about it again. Yeah, I mean, that's the right decision, I think. I think so, too. I wish my parents were more like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of these, like, um, I noted this in the animati, we talked about it, there's these cringy, like, unnerving shots sometimes where they really use the animation to their advantage, and it really makes you, like, feel like... I think in one of the first three episodes, she's looking in the mirror when she's trying to, like, hike up her skirt. And it's just like this, they play, like, these weird dissonant tones, and it kind of shifts, like, colors, and it's all scratchy. And they do that quite a bit. There's one scene, I think about in episode six, where she's, oh, yeah, she's trying to become a cabaret girl. Yeah. And she's, like, she's delusional like, about what it's going to be like. Yeah, so she's running around in, like, the red light district by herself, and she starts freaking out, I mean, because uh, there's a lot of adult things there, it's only adults there, and she starts running, and she runs into the meeting in the road, and it's just, like, this shot where she's standing still, and the camera's just rotating around her, and there's, like, the strobe, or the stripe effect of lights around her, and she's like, I feel all alone, and it just, it looks exactly like it, uh, really stuck out to me. Mm. Um, in six, is that the one where she starts thinking she's become prettier because she's fallen in love? Also, yeah, or she, yeah, and she's or she's like she's having orgasms or something, or she's yeah, like she's sleeping charged somehow, or right? Yeah, yeah. One episode, the episode where she's trying to get the yeah, erotic dreams, she's trying to sleep on her <laughs> stomach because she read that. Um, but yeah, yeah, she thinks she's getting prettier. I don't she's know. like covered in bugs because I think she stops like cleaning herself or something. She sprays. She thinks she's here's on the uh, the astrology forecast, whatever it's called, um, horoscope that black is her lucky color for the day. So she picks up a, like a black diet coke can and it explodes all over her. So she gets soaked all over, and that's why the ants like crawl up on her yeah. all day. But yeah, she keeps thinking everyone's ogling her because she's beautiful, but she's got, like, garbage all over her. <laughs> she's sticky and covered in bugs. Yeah. And her brother, like, keeps, like, hating her. She keeps having oh, yeah. interactions with her brother where she's like, hey, remember this thing? And he's like, why won't you shut the hell up? <laughs> like, get out of my room. <laughs> Yeah, and he's younger than her, yeah. but he's just, like, so tired of her shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, acts way more mature than her. Um, yeah, she... There's the 
fireworks proposal episode um, where she's trying to get it's the end of the semester and she's trying to get someone to see the fireworks with yep. um, kind of felt less empathetic with her because she really like just is looking down on everyone she's looking down at that nerdy kid in the library and she's like if I can't get this kid to go out with me then what the hell yeah. I'm like what, what are you talking about you're such you're terrible to people right now yeah no she is like truly the worst and like she looks down on everyone she's such a, like a, a shitty person and it and that's yeah. kind of part of it where we're kind of empathizing with her because she's such a mess but she's also like not a good decent human being no no she's she's an incel yeah truly <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she watches, like, uh, she does voyeurism at, like, that love hotel at the very yeah. end. Yeah, it's kind of this nice scene where you think it's going to be a nice scene where she's, like, on a rooftop to watch the fireworks alone. And then these two, like, younger boys come and she's like, oh, jeez, I'm too old for this. He's, this is their space. And she goes to leave and then she asks them, well, is it okay if I stay? And it's, like, kind of this heartwarming thing, like sure i guess you want to hang out with us and they she thinks she's here to stay to watch the fireworks but in reality they're watching like an hourly rate motel yeah. <laughs> like across the street with the curtains open watching people like get, get busy yeah and she is into it she's yeah. like cheering and hollering and that was that was the end of her semester and they, she transferred into summer vacation yeah yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think of your continuation? Uh, I mean, I, I still give it an Anna, All yes. Right. I was laughing the entire time. I love the theme song. Uh, <laughs> it's that heavy metal theme song, but I did watch its subtitle, or I watched the show dubbed at this time. I didn't watch it subbed. Mm. Uh, but they did subtitle the song sometimes, and the lyrics are trash. What are <laughs> so. they? Do you remember? <laughs> it is singing. It's singing about the show. Oh. It's like a made for the show song. It's like I'm not popular. Down with the popular people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Don't let the popular people in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I still feel for her, even though she is garbage to other, and she's an incel. <laughs> she's a young girl figuring things out. Yeah, it's true. It's a confusing time for kids. But I'll definitely want to finish it. I think I only have three episodes remaining. And I think this is one that people are like, oh yeah, everyone wants a second season of this. Uh, there are a lot of shows that don't get second seasons. Oh. And uh, But I think the manga is actually ongoing. Like, I think there's like a ton of manga of it. So. Yeah, I know. This is like from 2013. They never did the second one. I guess there's an OVA though. So hmm. look at that. And a yes for me again. Cool. To be continued. But that that's the end of the show then, right? Yeah. I think that's everything. That's all. Did it all. I'm <laughs> um, not going to finish that Limp Bizkit quote. Uh, so, if you want to see any more of our stuff, you can go to wholegdshow.podbean.com where the whole archive is. You can go to uh, facebook.com slash wholegdshow. Email us, wholegdshow at gmail.com. We're at Twitter at wholegdshow. On all the socials, pretty much. Um, sometimes we do have a Twitch. I have my own Twitch, twitch.tv slash inkaboutit. 
Caleb O'Ryan does our music. You can find him on Spotify. You can find him on other streaming services, Bandcamp. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, like, review, rate, review, all that good stuff. Write in your podcast app now. Technology is here to help you. Where can people find you, Jeff? I am on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Rewritosha, uh, doing art and jokes and whatnot. I've had a ton of people following me on Tumblr, surprisingly. I don't post a lot of stuff on there, so that's something. I thought it was dead. Uh, it's still going, but they just removed, uh, quote unquote, removed all the pornography because it's <laughs> still there, but it's just harder to find. <laughs> they did their best yeah. yeah we'll catch you GD listeners in the next GD episode goodbye later